What's up? What's up? What's up? Alright, so <clears throat> Today, today, today We got a lot to talk about um, My book is out, by the way um, The Coming Past, Present, and Future So y'all should definitely go check that out um, That's a lot of good stuff out there um, Y'all need to go check out all the Dr. Claude Anderson books. All those need to be checked out. Um, yeah, man. So there's a lot uh, we need to be looking at, you know. Uh, let me see. So where should I start off today? So much to discuss. <clears throat> oh, and the um, the show is still coming. By the way, I know y'all thought I was playing about the book, but the book is out now. Um, and you can get it on Amazon. Um, also go get um, rerouting. By the way, definitely go check that out. Um, oh, we should also support Master P, man. He's been actually talking about black ownership, you know. And he has a lot of good products I see out there. So y'all should definitely go check that out. Um, he got shoes. He's also into cereal um, and a lot of food products. Um, I think I've seen Uncle P's syrup, you know. And I've seen some shoes I think I might cop pretty soon. Um, so yeah all right so this is my new podcast so let's get to it man what is going on in the news what is going on in the news all right so jamie rogozinski i think i said that correctly if i didn't sorry um but this is the founder of the Reddit Wall Street Bets forum. 
and he has sold his rights to the life story to Rat Pack Entertainment, a production company that has um, backed a lot of big hits. So it looks like they about to turn him into a movie. <laughs> hey, I, I kind of expected that though, right? Because kind of what he did was sort of movie-like, right? Um, the little man going against the big people, or the big guy, David versus Goliath. Um, and if anybody hasn't heard, Wall Street Bets is the, it's like a little sub uh, subdivision of Reddit. It's a group on Reddit, basically, or a forum on Reddit. And basically, they went against um, hedge, hedge fund guys, and they actually beat the hedge fund guys. Um, so, yeah, man, that's pretty big, man. Um, and from my understanding, it's actually legal, but I've been hearing a lot of people say that black people can't do that. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I don't know. I gotta do some more research on it, but it's very interesting, man. Um, so basically, a whole bunch of people, um, and they say they were regular people, and they all betted on one stop, and the particular stop was GameStop. They all betted on this one stop, or put their money into this uh, one stop, and they drove up the price, because uh, the hedge fund was actually short in the stop, which means they was betting that it goes down, and in under normal circumstances, it probably would have went down, because from my understanding, GameStop was about to um, go bankrupt, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, man, that's pretty, pretty big, I guess. Um. This particular, let me see, I'm reading this off of um, Raw Street Journal. In exchange for a payment in the low six figures, Rogozinski has given exclusive access to Rat Pack producers, including the company's head, Brett Ratner, a longtime Hollywood player who recently lost a major deal amid sexual harassment accusations. They want to dramatize the story of his role in the Wall Street Bet saga has sent shares of struggling companies like GameStop surging, driving hedge funds to crippling losses and turned unlikely investors into big winners and losers. And there was like two investors I know that um, invested a lot. They made like 700 million that was not, um, they wasn't a part of Wall Street Bets and they wasn't a part of the hedge fund that they went against. But they, I think they actually were hedge fund guys, but they wasn't working for those hedge funds. So. But they made like seven hundred million though. I mean, if you would have actually paid attention, you could have made millions of dollars if you actually understood stocks. Um, and regular people made a nice little change on it too, right? I know a lot of people um, bought in and sold out. I know some people that bought in and, you know, bought in late, but they made a little money, though. So, yeah. Uh, let me see what else we got. Oh, it says he 
founded Wall Street Bets in two, 2012, became a multimillionaire user community at the heart of the GameStop media. He was kicked out of his moderator role in the forum last spring. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, in other news, Jeff Bezos has stepped down as Amazon CEO. I don't know what that's about, but um, it's interesting. Uh, but he's becoming the executive's chairman, and a chairman can actually have more power than a CEO a lot of times, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. He hands over the role to Andy Jesse, that Andy Jassy, who runs the, or has run the company's booming cloud computing business in the third quarter of 2021. The surprise announcement on Tuesday came as Amazon capped off its pandemic-fueled 2020 financial performance with the record quarterly sales driven by a surge in online holiday shopping with people stuck at home. The e-commerce giant posted fourth quarter sales of. $125.5 billion and a net income of $7.2 billion, marking the first time Amazon's reported more than $100 billion in quarterly revenue. So there's a lot of people making a lot of money during this pandemic. Now. It depends really what side you're on. Um, sports community, they're getting slaughtered. Um, but a lot of these companies that are online, they're making a whole lot of money. And this COVID thing, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon, right? It's probably going to be here to stay like the flu. We just kind of got to uh, keep coming up with different um, vaccines and things of that nature. But if that's true, what will happen to the sports world? Will they be able to adapt or no? Great question, right? Um... I don't really watch the NBA or the NFL because they basically supporting the NBA or the NFL would be supporting white supremacy to me. And I know they try to make some changes and show that they support the black community, you know, with some of the stuff that's happened recently. But at the same time, I I have seen what a lot of the owners have said, you know. There was like the owner of the Atlanta Hawks, uh, the owner of uh, the Clippers. So, yeah. Moving on. Um, somebody named Keith Gill, the investor who helped direct the world's attention to the GameStop. He led a horde of online followers in a bizarre market rally that made and lost fortunes from one day to the next, says his says he's just a normal guy. Um he's a thirty-four-year-old father from Massachusetts known as Deep Effing Value by fans on Reddit's Wall Street Bets forum. So he's in Wall Street Bets. Um says he didn't set out to draw the attention of Congress, the Federal Reserve, hedge funds, the media, trading platforms, and hundreds of thousands of investors. Okay. Interesting. Uh, 
looks like hold up make sure i've seen that correctly yeah walgreens to name the starbucks executive uh Roz brewer as ceo okay so it's a black woman they uh naming a ceo a black woman um but we all know how that goes right um I don't actually know her though, so I don't know. She could be, you know, down. But usually when white people lift black people up, it'd be black people that aren't really down. So that's just something to keep your eye on. But a lot of corporations are trying to act like, you know, they see the issue, you know. Because there's so many corporations that if you just look at their leadership, it's completely white. And you can go on to... um I got to do my broadcast and show y'all how to... Well, I know a lot of y'all know how to do it, but you can just Google it, you know, and look at the leadership, and you'll just see. Just about every company that's on the stock market. Just about every company that's on the stock market. Their leadership is sort of set up the same way. And I just been kind of just pointing it out, and other people been pointing it out, you know. So when people talk about things with change in America, it's like really. But anyway, but she's somebody that's worked for Starbucks. She was the operating chief and a member of its board since 2017. She was the CEO of Walmart's Sam's Club division before joining the coffee house chain. She helped shift Starbucks towards a focus on to-go operations during the pandemic and has worked to diversify the company's leadership. Okay. She joined the board of Amazon.com amid pressure on the company to add more diversity to its board. Brewer will, she will replace CEO Stefano for... Pazzini, yeah, he has a foreign last name, but who said in July that he would step down as CEO once Walgreens found a new leader? He said he was planning to stay on the company's board and serve as executive chairman. An executive chairman is a pretty powerful position in a lot of companies, you know, so. Anyway, um, something else in the news? Jay-Z has launched a 10 million fund to invest in minority-owned cannabis startups to bolster black participation in the industry. The rapper and entrepreneur says he is motivated by an imbalance in the marijuana business. People of color who have been disproportionately punished for involvement in a drug where it is illegal comprise only a small number of those making money from the multi-billion dollar market in legalized pot. We were the ones most negatively affected by the war on drugs, and America has turned around and created a business from it that's worth billions, said the artist, born Sean Carter. Um, yeah, man, he's telling the truth. Um, the war on drugs, uh, I forgot, what's that? When did it start, the war on drugs, matter of fact? Uh, under what president was that? Was that under Bill Clinton? I can't even remember. Uh, 
Let me see we're on drugs. Oh, what's that Reagan? Under what president? Uh oh, it was Richard Nixon. Okay. So it was Richard Nixon <coughs> Richard Nixon that declared a war on drugs. Um, he declared it in 1971. In 1973, the Drug Enforcement Administration was created to replace the Bureau of the Drug Enforcement Administration was created to replace the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. Mm hmm. Okay. Interesting. And they've been um, putting us in jail ever since for it, you know, or black people. Uh, so. Yeah, man. That's pretty cool, Jay. That's pretty cool. Um, in, uh, in the 25 years since California has first legalized me medical marijuana, cannabis has grown into a 20 billion legal business in the country that could surpass the 70 billion mark for U.S. wine by 2030, according to an estimate by the New York Investment Bank. Uh, Cohen and Company. Carter, who is starting his fund with $10 million in seed money received as part of a merger, joins a broader push for equity, economic opportunity in the cannabis sector as studies show that minorities have been punished more than whites for using drugs. And that is true. Everybody knows that is true. Um, yeah, man. Um, let me see what else we got in the news today. Uh, okay, so Senator Warren says the number one thing Biden could do for the economy is cancel student loan debt. I just ran into this um, video. Uh, You're on the finance committee, uh, and, and my understanding is that... I'm, I'm, I'm going to let y'all listen to it real quick. ...new, and you're very excited about that. And for people that are not familiar with the terrain of Senate committees, what is the? why did you want to be on that committee? Uh, wealth tax, Social Security, uh, the money that we need in order to have child care, uh, Medicare... It's all right there in the finance committee. Um, you know, we talk a lot in this country, we talk a lot on your program about inequality in our nation. And much of that inequality has gone forward through things that come through the finance committee, uh, like the huge tax cuts that went through at the beginning of the Trump administration, but also much of how we combat inequality goes through that committee as well. Um, Medicare, uh, the Affordable Care Act, uh, as I said, Social Security. So I just think it's a, an important crossroads of how we build a future. You know, it, for me, taxes are ultimately about our values. It's about who we say in this country needs to pay to help us build a future and what that looks like. And Finance Committee, good place to do that. I'm happy. So I, I have a question about that on the wealth tax. So uh, the, the, I think there's a lot of really interesting literature behind the wealth tax, the one that you proposed uh, during the primary. You've talked about introducing it uh, as legislation. Here's my question for you. Um, do you think of it as a means of raising revenue 
or a means of attacking inequality and, and, and getting rid of certain perverse incentives, which is to say the following. If the deficit were totally balanced, if the government didn't need any more revenue, or if taxes weren't even necessary to fund the government in some alternate universe, would you still want the wealth tax? Yes. And, and let me explain why. The wealth tax is important in both parts. It's critical for raising revenue and that revenue is critical for raising opportunity because that's what this is really about right now we live in an america that is so tilted toward the rich and the powerful the top one-tenth of one percent are paying last year about 3.2 percent of their total wealth in taxes the 99 percent paid about 7.2% of their total wealth. In other words, mm. more than half. And when the top is not paying a fair share, that's how we end up as a nation that's not making an investment in universal childcare and universal pre-K. An America that's not making an investment in our young people who are trying to get an education, K-12, and post-high school, in technical school, and two-year college, and four-year college. It's about making sure that we're a country that doesn't just work for a tiny little thin slice at the top, but a country that genuinely is investing in opportunity so that all of our kids have a chance to build a strong future. That's what it's about. One of the other big issues uh, during the primary was was student loan debt, and um, both sort of prospectively and retroactively, right? So, so creating conditions under which people can go to college and not pay through the nose and not be in sort of debt servitude, but also canceling debt that is weighing people down. I know you've been advocating for that and think that there is the legal mechanism, and Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer as well, to cancel a large amount of student debt through executive action. Um, the, the arguments against it are legal and political, so I'll give them to you both and you can, you can, you can respond. One, that this would be an overstep of, of executive power, and then second, that this create a kind of class-based backlash, right? They would enshrine the Democratic Party as people that care most about folks with college degrees at the expense of everyone else. What are your responses to those two arguments? Well, let's do the legal argument first. Keep in mind that the Obama administration cancels student loan debt, the Trump administration cancels student loan debt, and nobody said they don't have the power to do that. All Leader Schumer and I are asking for is now let's have the Biden administration step up, and we think they should cancel more, but he clearly has the legal authority to do this. Now, you want to talk about who's going to get helped? Keep in mind, 40% of the people who are dealing right now with student loan debt do not have a college diploma. These are people who did what we wanted them to do. They tried, but for one reason or another, they couldn't make it. Maybe because they were working three jobs, maybe because another baby was born, but for whatever reason, they didn't make it all the way through to their diploma. And that means these are people right now who are earning what a high school grad can earn, but who are struggling right student loan debt. We cancel $50,000 worth of student loan debt. And what that will mean is that 
85% of those who are struggling with student loan debt right now, about 40 million people will see their student loan debt completely wiped out. And the rest will see a big hunk of it cut away. And here's the thing, that's not only good for the people who have student loan debt. In fact, it's life transformative for them. But it's good for everybody else who doesn't have student loan yep. debt. And the reason for that is it helps boost the whole economy. We get more people buying homes. We get more people starting small businesses. That student loan debt is holding back our economy. This was true long before the pandemic came along. We get people shaken free from that student loan debt, and we have an economy that is stronger, more robust. Number one thing that President Biden can do right now for this economy, cancel $50,000 worth of student loan debt. The number one thing he can do for young people, cancel student loan debt. The number one thing he can do to help close the black-white wealth gap is cancel $50,000 worth of student loan debt. It would be transformative for families and transformative for this nation. Okay, okay. So I like what she was talking about, but uh I don't think fifty thousand is enough though, if I'm being honest, you know. Um there's a lot of students with six figures, um, student loan debt. But anyway, moving on well actually she said something about uh inequality. I would tell Senator Warren another way we could like uh at least with black people, another way we could uh, end inequality is just give black people reparations, you know. I would mention that to her at least, you know. Um, we probably won't receive reparations until white people actually start um, saying that they uh, black people need reparations. I notice a lot of the politicians don't even bring it up, right? But I'm guessing they're doing that because they know white people don't want to hear about black people getting reparations. But we all know it's owed to us. But anyway, moving on. America is America. But um, what else is in the news? Uh, hmm. What else should I talk about today? <clears throat> uh, oh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Um, let me see. China has created something. Let me see, can I find it real quick? Yeah, all right, here it is. They created something, they call it, it's like an artificial sun, a nuclear fusion reactor that could fuel its energy ambitions for years to come. If they can make it more sustainable, China's Atomic Energy Authority 
fired up it's HL2M uh, Tukamak reactor for the first time on Friday state controlled media report um, the thing looks pretty impressive I would say um, yeah man they are pretty far and I haven't heard about America having anything like this yet we're probably around a corner though but they have something that they're calling an artificial sun that's six times hotter than a real sun China's artificial sun that's six times hotter than a real sun will be ready this year and could generate unlimited energy <clears throat> uh huh that's interesting. Now, this is something that was actually written in 2019, I see. Oh, so they must have it already. Let me uh, see if I can find one that is more. Okay, this is December the 7th, 2020. China successfully activates nuclear power artificial sun. Mm-hmm. China has successfully activated its so-called artificial sun, a nuclear fusion reactor that could fuel its energy ambitions for years to come if they can make it more sustainable. Uh, let me see. The reactor generates power by applying powerful magnetic fields to a contained loop of hot plasma, which can reach temperatures of more than 150 million C. That's up to 10 times hotter than the core of the sun but magnets and supercooling technology keeps it contained. Mm -hmm. Wow, China has really come far. The device sounds like something a supervillain might use for world domination, but China has been working alongside the International Thermonuclear Ex uh, Experimental Reactor Project, a coalition of dozens of nuclear-powered nations. Their aim is to develop a reliable form of nuclear fusion based on the same concept. Okay. Interesting. Fusion is a converted and elusive form of nuclear technology that scientists have been trying to perfect for decades. Fusion generates power by fusing the nuclear of atoms together without generating large amounts of nuclear waste. That's the opposite of uh, fission. Fission. That is how I say it. <laughs> the, um, the atom splitting process currently employed by nuclear weapons and power plants. Fission mm -hmm. uh, is easier but it generates nuclear waste whereas fusion is hard to achieve but cleaner to maintain. Fusion is still considered uh, prohibitively expensive but China's tests should help researchers in their search for ways to bring their, those costs down. And ITIR is working on its own reactor in France, which is expected to be completed in 2025. So there's a lot of good technology um, stuff coming up uh, in the future. Autonomous cars is going to be pretty big. So that's a lot of stuff that's happening, man. Um, 
something else uh, they talking about $15 minimum wage and a lot of people are well a lot of business people are pissed off about it um, and I've been hearing other people talking about that's going to bring in auto the automation because a lot of people want to let uh, workers go because they can't handle the $15 minimum wage uh, we will see Looks like I just seen an article. The Senate says no to a $15 minimum wage for now. Oh, the Senate and went Republican only. But uh, Democrats vowed to push on. President Bush's push for a $15 minimum wage appears to be on hold for now as part of a marathon session of voting on amendments to Biden's 1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package the Senate late Thursday approved by voice vote a measure prohibiting an increase of the federal minimum wage during a global pandemic so y'all don't want it during a global pandemic is that what you're saying interesting um a lot of you just don't want it because you're conservative um some of you don't want it because the people you work for don't want it so it's gonna be interesting um, a $15 federal minimum wage would be devastating for our hardest hit small business at a time when they can least afford it said Senator Joni Earth a Republican from Iowa who brought up the amendment Senator Bernie Sanders vowed to push forward on phased increase, saying he never intended to increase the federal wage to $15 an hour during the pandemic. The federal minimum has been 7.25 since 2009, but dozens of states and cities have a higher minimum wage. Earlier on Thursday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that whatever happened with the stimulus package, Democrats would not abandon the cause. It's not the last bill will pass, she said. Um, I would just say to the Democrats, you have the House and you have the Senate. So we need to get it done. I mean, this is your chance, right, to get things passed. So we'll see what they come up with. It says a 2019 study from the Congressional Budget Office found that raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2025 would boast, boost earnings for at least 17 million people, but could lead to 1.3 million job losses. So it's going to boost earnings for some, but lead to 1.3 million job losses. Mm hmm. Okay, okay. But others say the potential benefits, including reducing overall poverty, have been overlooked. I found somewhat smaller impact than the CBO did, and even more promising impact of raising wages. Says uh, a 
Okay, I can't even pronounce this guy's name. Aaron Drajit Duby, an economic professor at the University of Massachusetts um, in Amherst. All right, so, yeah. What else do we have in the news? What other stories are out there? Let me see, can I find anything else I need to talk about, discuss, enlighten people on? But the fact that China has that, um, that technology where they can like generate something hotter than the sun, you know, that's crazy right there. Um, or what is it called, nuclear fusion? It's pretty awesome. Um, they still haven't uh, had the trial for Trump. They still supposed to be doing that to see if he's going to get impeached uh, or is the Senate going to actually uh, convict him. I think that's how you said it. Because they actually already impeached him, but the Senate has to convict him. Uh, let's see. A lot of people still aren't taking or are scared to take the vaccine. Um, and I know a lot of people are talking about that. But I find it hard to see that a lot of, especially with black people, it's like we're just so paranoid when it comes to letting the government, you know, give us anything. In other words, there's not trust there. Um, a lot of people have talked about how there's a lot of white supremacists in the medical industry. At least that's what some people say. Um, so a lot of people simply don't trust um, people in the medical industry. And I would say there's not a lot of, like just about in every institution in America, there's not a lot of color, you could say. And so I would say in the medical industry, they also need to find a way to diversify. I mean, I think we need more black doctors, I would say. Um, also, but that's just something to think about. Um, all right, so Biden says Trump should not receive intelligent briefings due to his erratic behavior. Okay. Uh, Fox News cancels highly rated Lou Dobbs tonight. I wonder why they cancel. He's been on there like forever. Uh, he was the highest rated host on there. And maybe that's why they uh, canceled him because he was a supporter of President Donald Trump. Oh, they're facing a lawsuit over false claims about the integrity of the 2020 election. <laughs> mm. uh, Fox and Dubs were, were named in the $2.7 billion defamation lawsuit brought by Smartmatic, a Bowling software company that was the subject of several false claims made on Fox News and Fox Business. 
So Smartmatic was a, I don't know if they was the only, but they was one of the, uh, they basically did the voting software um, for this past election. So if you know anything about coding, they the ones who coded the software for the machines uh, for voting. So, yeah. And they're now suing Fox News. And apparently there's uh, Lou Dobbs is in there too for uh, basically defamation. Defamation, yep. All right, so moving on. Uh, what else? How long have I been on here already? Texas woman charged in Capitol riot can visit. Oh, something else I just thought about. Because I've seen Master P talking about it. Um, Master P was talking about what's uh it's some ceo i think it's a ceo let me make sure uh i think it's called rouse's grocery store yeah they're um boycotting yeah people are calling for a boycott of the grocery chain over uh who is it donald ross senior the co-owner of the louisiana based grocery chain store um, and the former HR director Steve uh, Steve something <laughs> uh, the tear I don't know that's how you say his name let me make sure yeah here because they traveled to DC to protest um, the election. They was there on, I think it was the day that the Capitol was on, yeah. The same day that the Capitals were uh, infiltrated. Um, a lot of people are calling it an insurrection. So. Yeah, man. And I think Master P was talking about getting them to sell it to him. Um, that would be pretty cool. Turn Rouses into like the black, uh, a black Walmart or super Walmart. Um, Rouses Markets operates more than 70 grocery stores across Louisiana, Alabama, and Mississippi and employs more than 6,500 workers. Mm -hmm. Okay. But a lot of people, let me see, are they actually boycotting or they just want to boycott? Like, let me make sure about that. So they was involved in a riot, so. So basically, this, the owner and the <coughs> HR director a co-owner, my bad. Make sure I say that correctly. <clears throat> but, um, boycott. Uh, that's crazy. So those were, um, 
some pretty powerful people. There were some pretty powerful people at those riots, it would say. Um, so, yeah, man. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I feel bad for the um the travel industry, right? But at the same time, I have been hearing though that the COVID cases are down. So we'll see, but then there's the new variants out. So we might actually I did see a doctor talking about it's gonna spike again. But we'll see. Um anyway, I'm out this thing, man. I've been on here too long. Um <clears throat> so I will talk to y'all next time.